0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Your Favorite Football Podcast. I am your host, Pat. Alongside me is Rayson and James. Rayson is also known as Mr. Grump, but we will get to that later. We have a jam-packed show for you today. We have NFL honors, and we have quite a bit of them. So I'm going to let time go by, and we'll name them off as we keep going. But the first one I want to start with is Biggest Goof. Of the year, and I will start with James. What is your biggest goof of the year?
1: Um, who the heck is the
0: what? I, I was, I couldn't even fill it
1: out. What the heck does that mean? Biggest goof of the year.
0: Uh, I mean, Grayson, do you would you like to clarify on what you mean by biggest uh, goof of the year? Of the year, so I'll just tell also, what
1: this. is the NFL honors? We we got to explain why we're doing an NFL award show here.
0: Is there a I award- mean that. That pretty much self-explanatory. NFL honors. It's an award (laughs) show. So, biggest goof of the year for me was the Daniel Jones stumble when he ran (laughs) eight yards and tripped over nothing.
1: Oh, that's (laughs) That's, really my goof.
0: That's true. He gets biggest goof of the year. Well, that's a pretty good one. That, that That kind of reminded me of the ghost thing with Sam Darnold and the Jags. Like, he got tripped by a ghost, and Sam Donald said he was seeing ghosts. Oh, yeah. And then Jackson DeVille dressed up as a freaking ghost the next game and messed his world up. <laughs> oh, it was good times. Yeah, so biggest goof, or or uh, the biggest goof probably ever in NFL history, is the butt fumble. Yeah, I immediately thought of that when I saw that. So Immediately. So, for me, biggest goof of the year was the Daniel Jones 80-yard stumble. Okay. The man was wide open, had a touchdown <laughs> in his side, <laughs> and tripped over nothing.
1: All right. So, now that I know what the biggest goof means, thanks, Raisel, for the clear- clarification here. Um, yeah. I, think, I think the biggest goof for me would be Greg Williams when they had the game pretty much won, and... Pretty much, the Las Vegas Raiders did a hail mary pass, and what does he do? He doesn't play deep quarters. He doesn't play pre-event. Um, he just plays man to man and let someone get burnt for a touchdown to lose the game. Um, what a joke! Yeah, like what a goof! Like that's what coaching a, like a fourth grader knows better than that. So yeah, that what a goofball on that one.
0: And that's why he was fired. Yeah. Right, <laughs> true. That's very true. Well, my biggest goof goes to the Packers for that awful field goal thing that they tried to do when they could have just got a touchdown with two minutes left. And of course with, you know, Aaron Rodgers, when he could have ran it in, but that, you know, that's why I just narrowed it down to Packers in the NFC championship. So that's it. That's big. That going to. Yeah. Cause that was, that was a big play. It could change the game. They could have oh. won the game. Oh Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to play of the year. James?
1: Play of the year for me, it was kind of hard to decide. Um, but I think the play of the year that stood out to me was actually coming off a interception. I think it was DK Metcalf chasing down. So uh, I think they were playing the Cardinals. Sorry, Raiceland.
0: Um Chase down Buda Baker.
1: Yeah, Buda Baker <laughs> got the interception. but. Again, it was not a good play for the Seattle Seahawks itself, but it was quite impressive seeing someone chase down from that far behind. So you have to give credit where credit is due on that one.
0: No, I agree. I agree. Grayson, Uh, what's yours? Play for the year for me, um, without being as biased as possible, was Hail Murray when uh, Kyler Murray threw that Hail Mary pass to Deshaun or. to uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Okay. Because had they not done that, had he not caught that over three guys, by the way, um, the Cardinals would have ended up seven and nine instead of eight and eight. And it was very impressive play. So play of the year for me was Hale Murray. Okay. That's a pretty good one. I, I like what you did there with the unbiased thing. I, I don't think there was any bias to that because it was definitely none no, no a, there was, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a little bit of bias, but still, it was it was a great play. No, I, I mean, I, I get that, I get that, and it was a good play. It was a good play. What, what, what do you have for to play of year? Well, I did have DK Metcalf. Sorry, Raceland. but yeah. I'm gonna have to go with. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go with. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but it was the Colts' interception in the end zone and he ran it all the way back. Do you remember what I'm... Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. What? Not Hold one. on. Hold on, let me see if I got the team right. Let me see if I got the team right. Let me see. Are right, you two chat back and forth. Now I have to look it up because James stole mine. Greedy. Well, you, know, you can have the same... No, I want to be different. I want to be different. You can Go ahead and chat the amongst yourselves about uh, each other's pick there.
1: <clears throat> so, say, I don't remember the Colts having that big of a pick six. Um,
0: really, I thought it was the Colts. It might be. Give me one second. I've got it. It was. It wasn't. It, it was in the end no. zone. It doesn't look like it was. Are you sure? Um, if it's the same one where he, where Mariota, was it Marcus Mariota who got picked off? Marcus Mariota, but he hadn't started this whole year. No. Oh no, that's his Titans. Okay. Uh, well, I, I swear it. I saw it this year. I swear I saw it this year. Was it the Bills? I think it was the Bills. Actually, no, that's
1: the one you're talking about. The Bills. Yeah. Pick. Okay. Yeah. It was the Bills. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. It was the Bills. I think yep, it was, was... the Colts. I think you're right. That's where I may have gotten confused. So, yeah, it was the Bills. And with that interception in the end zone, he ran it back. That yeah. is my play of the year. Cause Actually, you're
1: right because I remember good. seeing a news story on ESPN and because uh, was a couple years ago uh, there was a, a video, that kind of um, popular video, and it was a guy during the NFL Combine looking the wrong way, getting hit in the face with the football mm-hmm. um, during a defensive back catching drill. And turns out the guy that returned the ninety-yard pick six was that same guy, so I guess he has the last laugh now. I mean, goes to the playoffs, made it to a championship game, and but yeah, that it all it's coming back now. I got you.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, I I got confused. My bad. My bad. The Bills pick six was your play of the year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now we move on. Offensive rookie of the year. Pat. My offensive rookie of the year is Justin Herbert. Yeah, he is he was very very good and exceeded my expectations especially on the Chargers. I look forward to seeing him in the future cuz he's going to he's a shining light for that team. Yeah, with what they have, I I would agree. I have him as as my rookie of the year as well. Um like you said with he did. He did really well. He shined there, um, and I think with with the right head coach, they could really they they might make a deep drive in the season and possibly sometime in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, right. I think I think it's pretty unanimous, right? Herbert's the rookie offensive rookie of the year, and yeah. the thing with him is he the numbers he put up was pretty good. He had thirty one touchdowns, um, and he was sixth in the league in total passing. That's with all thirty two and he played only 15 games because remember he did not play week 1 but he ended up getting thrown to the wolves week 2 and had to start minutes before kickoff. Yeah. Um so I think going into the season I think if you were asked who the offensive of rookies were going to be you probably would probably said Joe Burrow or Tua Tagovailoa or even Justin, oh, absolutely. you know, just you know, any way you looked that's probably the three you would have got the most. Um Justin Herbert probably would have been glanced over, but no one probably thought he was even going to start because Tyrod Taylor was there and, and uh, with the Chargers already. So the right. fact that he was able to step in and put up the numbers he did and really just, like you said, he just had such a bright spot. And only, and only doing so, throwing t- 10 interceptions, that's just impressive. I mean, 10 interceptions as a rookie is yep. is nothing to sniff at because it's a totally new game from the college level.
0: Oh, yeah, and 31 touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. 31 touchdowns as a rookie, that's a record. He he broke a couple records this year. He did so rookies. Um <clears throat> uh, let's hope it was, oh, go ahead. Let's hope that he can keep all of the offensive weapons he has too and sort of build upon it without really losing anybody to contracts or trades. Well,
1: I think one thing that helps Herbert is he does have offensive weapons already. You have Austin Eckler there, you still have Keenan Allen there, you still have Hunter Henry. And really, you still have a pretty good defense to back you up to where if you make a mistake, you can rely on the defense. Hey, bail me out. Um, it's just right. kind of unfortunate with Joe Burrow, as we know, that he got injured in Week 11 against the Washington football team. But, mm-hmm. you know, but the thing with Burrow is, I mean, A.J. Green was hurt. He really had no one around him. So it would have been interesting to see if he would have stayed healthy, what his season would end up looking like. Because when he got hurt, I mean, he only had, I believe, 13 touchdowns. And I think he threw for five picks. So... It would have been interesting to see what would have happened, but I just think Herbert, when he was able to step in, he just had more options to throw the ball to and had a more balanced offense. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see those two kind of grow up, especially when Cincinnati starts building that team around Burrow to see what he's able to do.
0: I absolutely agree. So now we're going to move on to defensive rookie of the year. James?
1: Um, I This one was kind of tough, but I think it's going to have to be Chase Young. Um, Just because the edge rusher is becoming one of the most – actually, you can argue it's the second most important position and on a football team behind the quarterback. And the fact that he was able to step in – and let's not kid ourselves. I mean, going into this year, we all laughed that the football team was not going to be good, but they still had a pretty decent front four. They still had a front four that they've been drafting Young and they've been maturing as time went on. And I think adding Chase Young in there just elevated them to a new new level, which I think we all saw this year. I mean, if you look at this football team, they won, what, seven games or seven to nine? But really what led them to that division title and it was able to go to the postseason was that defense, and that defense was led by Chase Young in the front four. Um, So that's who I have as my defensive rookie of the year. That's good.
0: That's good. That's also mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, mine too. This is a unanimous one. Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure it's on a lot of people's lists, and rightfully so. There was a lot of question with him coming in this year. Um, could he perform to the same level that he did at Ohio State? Uh, and I think he did. I, I oh, yeah. This guy is a guy who, in the future, is going to end up winning Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Yeah, I agree. So. Very and very and- well could. And honestly, I'm going to be upfront and honest. I, I was one of those people that I thought Chase Young would not be as good in the pros just because of some of the games I saw while he was at Ohio State, especially the Clemson game and in then in the playoffs. Um, well, but, the Clemson game the
0: playoffs, he was being triple teamed. So but that's
1: not necessarily true. I mean, there was plays where he was getting beat 101 or they let him open on a read option and, he got her, and Trevor Lawrence was able to get around him. So,
0: but yeah, well, well, the, he was
1: getting double to triple teamed, but... That's what I mean. In the NFL, you obviously can't do that because everyone on the field's good.
0: True, but to be fair, didn't he go under sanctions that were unfair, if I remember correctly? Because he missed the he missed a couple games that hurt his Heisman hopes.
1: Um, yeah, it was. I think he missed two games um, his yeah. last year. I was
0: supposed to miss uh, miss four, but he only ended up missing two. Um, it was uh, sanctions, wasn't it? Like he did something wrong.
1: I'll look it up real quick.
0: What what did he do wrong? It was like he visited somebody that had money and he paid it back or something? No, if I remember correctly, he, um, a booster, I don't want to say lent him, I don't want to say they gave him money, but they flew his girlfriend and maybe his parents out to watch him play in the Rose Bowl. Oh, okay. So the NCAA frowned yeah, upon so that. Yeah. So according
1: to the New York yeah. New York Post, what happened was the they um, accepted a loan to help pay for a girlfriend's flight to the 2018 Rose Bowl. Yeah. And according oh, okay. to the NCAA, it prohibits student athletes to profit from their name, and obviously you know that's a big deal. Um, but it also so stupid. I mean, it was a silly way. Like, I mean, I think we can all agree it was silly, and,
0: and It's just a stupid rule by might- the NCAA, honestly.
1: And really, I mean, it wasn't like he was profiting from his name or likeness. I mean, it was just right. Just he didn't stupid.
0: make any money off that. No, but but that's how here soon here soon that's that's going to change. I well, I feel it's going to change. It's
1: changing now. I mean, the the whole likeness thing is. Look, we can all agree that's something that needed to be changed for a long time. I mean, you're talking about a college football, the uh, FBS. They make mil- billions of dollars on TV deals alone, and so. Right. About time they get a share of the pie because I mean, they're
0: on TV you agree of
1: how they're going to handle it or not. I mean, we can all agree like they deserve something else on the side other than a tuition, right? Right,
0: and a, and, a trophy and, we'll, and all that. We'll get into the um, the big news came out was it yesterday about um, college football video game coming two days. Back. We, I, we, we already yeah we we covered that on Tuesday. Yep. I don't remember Tuesday. I've been I've been pretty busy here the past couple. Yeah, days. we. No, we, that yeah, was we, the Last
1: thing we touched on Tuesday,
0: but oh yeah. Then, oh, that, oh, that's right. We did we did touch on that for a quick minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, never mind. We won't talk about that today. We'll find something <laughs> else. <on it. laughs> well, we'll continue on with our list then. <laughs> All right. So now we have comeback player of the year. This is obviously unanimous. Yeah. Um If 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 you're if you have anybody other than this guy. Uh, stop watching football. Uh, it's Alex Smith. It's Alex Smith. I, there, there's no way it's not. No. no, it has to be. I mean, you, you you can't name another one. You just can't. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, after what he went through and led that team to seven wins. I mean, yeah, he was hurt a couple times, but what he did was incredible.
1: See, it's hard for me to d I I mean, obviously, I agree it's Alex Smith, but I'm not even going to talk about the the wins, the losses, the stats. I mean, just for him yeah. to be able to go under center and take a snap. I mean, it's kind of the same thing what Bridgewater went through a couple years, but obviously we know the Alex Smith situation was worse. But there's yeah. just some things that are more important than wins and losses. And the moment that he was able to get cleared to play again, but let alone take a snap in an NFL game and become the starter, that is what it's about. I mean, that the moment he was took a snap, that was when he won the comeback player of the year. This, the wins and losses. Uh, oh yeah. Well, I agree. Point, but the don't wins,
0: the wins definitely. You know that's good. It, it definitely adds to it because he won so the. I he don't. He won I the division. Right now, well, because of the division, I don't know how much it is because of the wins and the losses in the stats, but the guy went from almost having to have his leg amputated mm-hmm. to taking a team to the playoffs. Exactly. That's why. That's why I brought up the wins thing. That that it, it leads up to well, everything that he's been through.
1: Sure. I would, I would agree with that. But like I said, I don't. Th- I don't <laughs> think the wins were necessarily because of Alex Smith. I think obviously it didn't hurt. But I think the the defense of the Washington football team is what propelled them to that the wins.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, but, I agree. But he definitely played a big part.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, but I just think when it comes to, I mean, I see where you're coming from. The wins helped his case even more. But let's be realistic. The, the moment he stepped on the field, he won it. He won the comeback. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with that. I agree. It just – those wins padded his stats a little bit was what I was trying to say. Not, right. That wasn't the reason he won it. You're right. The reason he won it was the fact that he was able to get cleared and play again. So, let's go ahead and move along
1: since we're already – I have a feeling this one might be unanimous, if not majority. Um, moving on to the coach of the year and – I'm gonna go ahead, and it's Kevin Stefanski. I mean, I don't, I don't know how. Yeah,
0: I'm unbiased here, but yeah. it is Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, I don't know how you. I mean, I could see how you won't pick him, or how they couldn't pick him. But we talked about. I the, mean, I, we've we've talked about this plenty of times. What this man has done for this team, mm-hmm. completely I mean, turned. Around, he gave him a future, right? Which he is gave, something that everyone that hasn't seen for years. He gave them a legitimate glimpse into the future, unlike what Hugh Jackson couldn't do, what what, uh, Freddie Kitchens couldn't do, what guys even past Romeo Cornell, what he couldn't do, what uh, Eric Mangini couldn't do. Speaking of Hugh Jackson, do you know it was Hugh Jackson Day the other day? Yes, it was. Yeah. 131. Yes. Um,
1: Oh, jeez. Here's the thing with Hugh Jackson. He was a terrible coach, but he didn't have the roster that – they have now. No, I mean, he, you, got, you got to remember. Oh, guys, no, I,
0: well, I Hugh agree. Jackson
1: was dealt with Deshaun Kaiser.
0: Yeah, very true, but he but, was he still I'm not, wasn't a very good coach.
1: No, but I can't, I'm not throwing Hugh Jackson into the well, he didn't give him hope. He was doomed from the get go. That, that run was doomed from the get go. He
0: was. He, was. But, he but was, for yeah, had the
1: same roster outside of a couple guys. But if you look right. at what the fans he's done, I mean, they're averaging a yard more than they were in 2019 in running the ball and passing the football. Baker Mayfield's stats this year, and that's, that's really what it comes down to, right? Is we, the, Obviously, we all know the pieces for the Browns were there. But the fact that Baker Mayfield took the step that he did this year, I mean, if you look at his 2019, he had 21 interceptions in 2019.
0: Right. And, this, and we're questioning whether or not he was going to be there in the next couple of years. Right, and then this year he cut it
1: down to eighteen, and on top of that, now he didn't. Re, he had more passing touchdowns than he did in twenty nineteen. So we can all give credit to well, the offense played better. Well, yeah, the the offense is there. It's Billy. He had Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, Austin Hooper, David Njoku. Your offensive mm-hmm. line isn't awful. I mean, it's it's compet competitive, but. The, the, the progression of Mayfield, the, the way he's able to de- develop him, that's, that's how you win the coach of the year because now you built the quarterback. Now you do have a bright future to where if he didn't progress, the Browns would not be in the playoffs and no. there would be no bright future.
0: No. Right. I agree. And I can see why some people would give it to McDermott. And in some cases, you know, I'd agree. He went, led him to an AFC championship, and that's great. That is great. But, like you and Rayson said, he gave the Browns a a glimpse of hope. Something they haven't seen in 17 years. I mean, that's astounding. Well, And the thing about
1: McDermott is, I'm not trying to take away what he accomplished this year because he has done wonders this year and took the Bills all the way to the AFC Championship game. But it's not like they were bad last year. They were good last year.
0: Well, true, yeah.
1: true. The Browns were bad. The Browns didn't know how to win, even with all that yeah. talent. So yeah, true. It, it, if Stefanski took over a eight-win football team and won 11 games with the playoffs, I don't, I don't think we're having this discussion. No. But I think the mm. fact that he no. took over a six-and-ten football team with a quarterback in Baker Mayfield that was struggling to compete in the NFL. Can, well, he was just he was struggling, let's put it the way it was, and mm. he – In one year, in one year in a COVID year where the offseason was all virtual practically, 11 wins, and Baker Mayfield looks like a guy that could be the franchise quarterback.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree. All right, moving on. We are going now to Offensive Player of the Year. Pet, who do you have for your Offensive Player of the Year? I have Tyreek Hill. Okay. Mainly because it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, let's be honest here. He's the cheetah. You know, he's fast as can be. He's great at what he does. He can run the ball and he can catch the ball. And I think that's all that needs to be said on him. Yeah, yeah. James, so
1: I'm going to keep my offense for the show purposes. I'm not going to make the offensive player of the year the same as the MVP. I'm I'm going to name it later. I but- say-
0: Typically, if you win MVP, you should win either offensive or defensive player of the year. But I think that that's why you don't see them typically because it's a second award.
1: Right. But honestly, if if it's me, I'm going Nick Chubb. I know that might not get a lot of of hoopla, but my goodness, the way he's able to run the football for Cleveland, um, Mm -hmm. I think he's, and we, I know earlier we just talked about Stefanski's progression with Baker, but I think Nick Chubb also has a lot to do with that because Cleveland likes to do a lot of the play-action stuff because they're able to do so because Nick Chubb is averaging I – mean, he just averages a lot of yards per carry. Um, I don't have the exact number in front of me. But what he's just a dominant runner, and he just gives them – when you, we you need Nick Chubb to make a play – He's there to make a play. And I don't think he's going to get a lot of love the votes. And I, I don't think he's going to win that award come Saturday at the honors show. But I do think he deserves to be talked about more. And that's why he's my offensive player of the year.
0: I was going to say him, but I, I'm trying to remain as unbiased as possible. But I think Tyreek Hill is playing just a little bit better. Okay. I can see it. Um, so for me, I've got Derrick Henry. Yeah, the the man had yeah. two yards, seventeen touchdowns. I I figured he would be another unanimous, but I don't know. I I guess I I almost either. went with him, but I knew one of you would have it, so I was like, well, I'll, I'll pick another one that I feel would be up well, there as well. Again, again, just because one of us picks him doesn't mean you well. No, but it. I felt. I felt that Tyreek was a little bit more than Derek to me. To me, anyway.
1: Here's the thing Derek Henry should be not considered for the Offensive Player of the Year. He should be considered for the MVP. Oh, he should be. And and, and, and here's the sad part. Here's the sad reality, right? I'm not going to spoil our next segment, but all of us, all three of us, probably have a quarterback winning the MVP.
0: Same right, uh, the same quarterback from the same team at the same age with the same name.
1: So, I think if the MVP award has become the quarterback best quarterback award, and it's a shame because Derrick Henry should have won MVP last year. He should have been considered for more this year. So, and that's coming from a Jaguars fan who, where every year he just owns us. It seems like oh, um, twice but- a
0: year. <laughs> and
1: and I'm not gonna sniff at it. I mean, I, I, I think Derrick Henry could possibly win the Offensive of Player of the Year award. I think he probably will. But and Tyreek Hill is right there in the conversation as well. Um, so I'm not gonna judge that decision whatsoever.
0: I right, looking back at I think Derrick Henry does deserve it, but I don't know. I, I like I like Tyreek Hill. I don't know why something just tell me that he should win, but it's just me. So, James is right. It is, it is a, a quarterback award. Do you know who the last guy was, the last non-quarterback to win MVP?
1: Oh, man, that's a great trivia question. Who? Hold on, don't tell me who. Well, that's the point of the thing. You're supposed to guess there, Pat. I
0: don't, I don't like trivia.
1: Well, too bad. It's a sports show, and sometimes you got to have trivia.
0: Uh, <laughs> okay, repeat the question. Who was the last non-quarterback to win MVP? <laughs> oh, uh, oh! I know, I know, I know this one. Do you? I do. I don't think you do. I do. I don't think you do. Oh, it's been do. a
1: while. Like it's it been. Has. Well, I, it's
0: been a couple years. It's been Maybe. more than a couple years. Maybe, Maybe you, you do. Know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I do, James. I, I need an answer, buddy.
1: What What year are we talking here?
0: Twenty twelve. Yeah, See that's that's
1: ten years ago and a couple years, Pat.
0: Nine years, nine wow. years. It's less than a decade.
1: Two thousand twelve. Well, that was the year of sadness for me. Jacksonville, two fourteen. You went to position?
0: Was went to position?
1: Yeah. It was probably a running back.
0: It was a running H. back. Peterson. Yep. Yeah. Was that the year he had two thousand? I think so. Okay, it's it's not who I'm thinking of. Then, who do you think it was? Oh. Malcolm Smith. Oh, oh I'm sorry. We were on we were on offense. I'm sorry. It was defense. for was was cool. Seattle.
1: But MVP of the year?
0: Yeah, MVP, not defensive player. The MVP. No, I meant in Super Bowl. No, we're talking about like regular MVP.
1: Oh, yeah, I thought you meant me too. The Super
0: Bowl because we were talking about Super Bowl stuff.
1: Well, even though in a couple a couple years ago, it was Nick Foles. Nick Foles was the, was the MVP of that year.
0: Yeah, but he was quarterback. We're talking yep. non-quarterback. Yeah regular season MVP. We're not talking Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. Okay, well that's where I was confused. That's where I was confused. My bad. Because you brought up the Super Bowl and I was like, okay, well, I think I know. Okay. So let me ask so then let me ask you, do you know who was before then?
1: What the before, before before NFL MVP?
0: Before Adrian Peterson. Who was the NFL MVP? Two thousand six.
1: Chris Johnson, Tennessee.
0: Oh, nope. Really? No,
1: really? Hold on, 2006? Sean Alexander.
0: Nope. He was 2005.
1: That I was five. Who was 2006? What year was
0: Chris Johnson, 07 or
1: 08? He's never won won MVP. You're telling me Chris Johnson ran for 2,000 yards. Are you
0: kidding? Since 2000, there have been one, two, three, four running backs. Who win MVP? Four running
1: back. So, Sean Alexander was one.
0: Sean Alexander won. Adrian Peterson was one. Okay. Who were the other two? It wasn't LT. Was and it? this is 2006.
1: Tomlinson might have won it.
0: Tomlinson won it in 2006. Who won Andy? it in 2000? Yep. Who won it in 2000? Two nope. thousand. No. No. Are we talking in, about running uh, back? Yep. Falk? Yep, Marshall Falk, 2000 with St. Louis Rams. That's crazy okay. to me. Yeah, that is crazy. That's an elite status of running backs, man. You have to be pretty Wait. darn good in order to get up there. But so, to be fair, Chris Johnson should have won it. Who won? Who won it that year? Which year? The, the year that Chris Johnson should have won? 2000, 2000 what? The year he ran for Seven. 2000
1: yards. I'll look up the year, and you can look up the MVP.
0: I, I heard- think it was... I think it was 2007, if I'm not mistaken. That year was Tom Brady. Hold on. Okay, to, to be it fair, you're not those, beating Tom Brady. I
1: don't what? think it was 2000 yards.
0: What, in uh, I, don't 07? That,
1: I don't think it was 2007.
0: It was it okay, What? Here, look, I'm curious myself. I'll
1: 2009.
0: 2009. 2009. Was it Peyton Manning?
1: I'm sorry, but no. Oh,
0: wait a minute now. No, Is that the same no. year that the Colts and the Saints went to the yes, Super Bowl? that was the year
1: that Tracy Porter picked six.
0: Yep. Oh come on. Look. Chris no, Johnson
1: ran for two thousand yards. I think only eight people have done that in NFL history.
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. He should have won. I mean So
1: Racelna, do me a favor. Has there been a hold on I'm going to look up, and this is going to be another trivia.
0: Okay. Uh, what, what's your question?
1: All right. All right, here. where is the
0: question? You. you got a question or no? What? it? <laughs> Who was the last we'll... wide receiver
1: to win the MVP?
0: There wasn't one. Last wide receiver to win the MVP? There hasn't been one. Yeah, I'm with racing on this. I don't think there's ever been a wide receiver that's won MVP. Never.
1: You are wrong. Think... Who? No. You are what? wrong. I'm looking no. at it right now.
0: Who was okay. it? Okay, who?
1: Who? Jerry Rice.
0: What year? 1987. Eighty-seven. I've got what John? I have right here. Yeah, geez. Well, I mean, what what website? Are
1: you? That was off of RiceFootball dot com.
0: <laughs> okay, come on now. Anybody? Can... <laughs> now let's look at. Okay, it hold on. Right. At... I mean, come on. I'm, I'm looking it up. Okay. I'm looking it up. I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious. At... <laughs> no, I've got it right here for me. I'm looking at the AP NFL Most Valuable Player. Yeah. There has never been a wide receiver. There has been the eighty-seven MVP was John Elway.
1: Yeah, Jerry Wright's football lied.
0: I wonder they why. lied. So <laughs> there have it's there like there Wikipedia. Been, there's been one, two, three, three non-offensive positions to win this the MVP. Name me one of them.
1: Well, I'm, I have a list in front of me, so I'm
0: disqualified. All right, fun. Pat does, too. So, Yes, I do. 86, Lawrence Taylor. 82, Mark Mosley. was a kicker. Okay. And 71 was Alan Page, a D-tackle for the Vikings. I could three. probably name Lawrence Taylor, but not the other two, for sure. Yeah.
1: Alan Page, wasn't he part of the Purple Eaters? He was dead good right. he was good too and that's the thing, like as much as the m v p like they they cherished the m v p award it's
0: it's it's a quarterback award that's it that's all it's, it's kind of is. taken it away
1: yeah it's it's too much of a quarterback award now
0: it's it's almost like the heisman a popularity vote, yes.
1: But at least the Heisman you get some variance. Like, you still had Mark Ingram win it. You just had a receiver win it this year. And at least, um, I don't know, with the year Nick Dominant Sue was up for the Heisman, he at least made it to New York. Like, the MVP is automatically a, a quarterback uh, now. Yeah.
0: yeah, I agree. Well, and so what I meant by that was not, not necessarily that it was a quarterback award, but it's, it's a winner's award. You almost have to be in the playoffs or so close to making the playoffs to be considered, But you should ideas. be. No, uh, you absolutely should be.
1: You should be. I mean, well, just, uh, because I mean, if, I'm sorry, but you can have all the great stats you want, but if you're like, if you can have all the great stats you want, but if your team has two wins, who gives a crap? You didn't help your team win, and, and that's not necessarily your fault. But it's but you still have to be part of a winner.
0: Right. But but the right. Hype well. Is, or the best player of the year.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this. Jim Brown's on a losing Browns team. Does he win MVP?
0: No. He did. He he was on a They Sorry.
1: went the NFL championships.
0: Sorry, cut out for a second. Um, I mean, no, probably not. But that's talking in today's terms.
1: I mean, you're still talking in any terms. I mean, look. Going back to the 80s, John Elway, winner, Boomer Sison, winner, Joe Montana, winner, Thurman Thomas, winner, Steve uh, Young, winner, Emmitt Smith, winner, Brett Favre, winner, Barry Sanders, winner, Terrell Davis, winner. The list goes on and on and on. In the years they won it, they were on good teams.
0: Okay, well, Barry Sanders never made it to the Super Bowl, either.
1: It was Barry Sanders. I mean, Barry Sanders was...
0: Well, very true. But the same thing could be said for him. He never made it to the Super Bowl.
1: But in nineteen ninety seven, well, you have to understand that the the MVP is a regular season award. It has nothing to do with the. No, oh, no,
0: I I, under, I understand that. I'm lost, honestly. I was talking about the Heisman.
1: Well, even the Heisman, I mean, you had to be on a winning team. If you're on a bad team in college football, you're not going to be winning the Heisman.
0: Very true. Oh, I, I think, don't know. I think never. Who? Let me, let me look it up. Because I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I'm very curious to hear sure. who you're gonna say. Because I can't really think of one, honestly.
1: God, dude, the year that Barry Sanders won the MVP, how many rushing yards did you think he had?
0: Um, uh, twenty. Well, now yeah, he let me say. This is if it's
1: right. This is according to Pro Football Reference.
0: Okay, I'm gonna say twenty-one hundred.
1: You're really close. Okay. 2,000 yards. 2,053 yards, average of 128 per game. That's why he won the MVP.
0: Well, rightfully so. You ain't arguing with that. But, so that was in 1987. Right.
1: 1997. But Chris Johnson couldn't win the MVP in 2009, and he had 2,000 yards. That just shows the difference in what? 20, what, just over 10
0: years? Right. Well, it's a popularity thing. Like Peyton Manning. Of course, he's going to win it for some reason. Over Chris Johnson, which sh- he should have won it. Right. But but he didn't. And the past is the past, unfortunately. Can't change that, but that's why we're talking about
1: it. I mean, Barry Sanders, dude.
0: I don't know. I can't find what I'm looking for, but we he need had- Pardon.
1: Okay. never had a, y- uh, a year with less than a thousand rushing yards. Well, no. All right, yeah, no. we got to move on. But man, that's move fascinating. Let
0: to move on. True. Sure. Oh, so, uh, up next we have Defensive Player of the Year. I have TJ Watt. I mean, the man was a force on the field, and I mean, whenever he got his number called. He was right there. If it's on a blitz, if it's on a coverage, the man was all over the field this year. No, I agree. I have TJ Watt myself. So,
1: when I was trying to decide who I was going to go against, TJ Watt was uh, in the conversation, but I ultimately decided to go outside the book a little bit. Um, I'm going with a guy that really stepped this stepped up this year and just played. Really good football, um, and Devin White.
0: Okay, um,
1: yeah. He's a he's a linebacker from Tampa
0: Bay. Um, hold on. What did what, you do? What are we holding on to? I don't did have anything to hold on to. No.
1: Oh, well, that's good. I just started. I was on ESPN and started playing the ad about hot dogs. Um, oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was really weird. It's like, uh, wait a minute. But no, Devin White. It, he just he's really stepped up this year. Again, what, Okay, I hate ads.
0: <laughs> okay, heard a little bit of that one.
1: Okay, just well,
0: just a tad, but.
1: I mean, I understand you gotta have ads. Like that's not what I mean. But my goodness, I'm trying to look up information. We're trying to record a show. And next thing you know, what? Uh, Daniel Jones. I don't care about Daniel Jones right now. But no, yeah, Devin but White. To be I mean, fair,
0: they need to mute those ads. And then have you have the option to play it? That doesn't
1: make right. any sense, right? But so back to what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Devin White had he led the league in tackles this year, and he was mm-hmm. tied, and he was tied for 14th in sacks. If you looked at TJ Watt, his total of tackles this year was kind of down. It wasn't very some like wasn't very impressive. So for me, yeah, yeah. White was able to do all fats of the ball. I agree. TJ Watt wrecked have, havoc in the backfield, but. Mm. From boundary to boundary, Devin White was all over the place. Making.
0: No, I I definitely agree with that. And that, that was my second place because I had a backup just in case. But, no, I, I still give the edge to T.J. Watt basically for – I mean, you think defense in the NFL right now, you automatically go to T.J. Watt and what he does for that team. I mean, you think Steelers, you think T.J. Watt, and obviously Big Ben. But right now, I think it didn't get much better than what T.J. Watt has done for that team. Well, but
1: I guess for me, because I was thinking T.J. Watt, but then I remembered he's on the same team as Bud Dupree. And, well, and yeah. On, and before he got hurt, you can make an argument, Bud Dupree was playing better football than T.J. Watt. He
0: was. So, I mean, oh, and, that's, and that's true, but I think that brought out the best of T.J., honestly, because he had to step up, and he did.
1: He did. He did. I, I agree with that.
0: So, and one, one, one stat that it's not a stat and it kind of gets overlooked is, yeah, Bud Dupree's stats might have been better, but why were his stats better? Because these guys are running away from T.J. Watt. That's something that gets look, overlooked too much. If, if mm-hmm. you're trying to run away from T.J. Watt, you're going to give somebody else a tackle. You're going to give yeah. another guy a pack. Very true. It was right on your hip. Oh yeah, all the time. But for what he, for what he did with that team this year was was pretty good. So no, that, I absolutely agree. That's uh, why he's on my list, <laughs> right? So obviously we already hinted at it. Our MVP is all the same, and his name is one Mister A A Ron Rogers. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP this year. There's no well, doubt. About
1: it. it. something different. Look at that look on his face.
0: Pat, do you, if you tell me Baker Mayfield, we're we're never. We we're have never anyone other than I'm Aaron. not. I'm not saying Baker Mayfield. And yes, I do have Aaron Rodgers. Then why do you have that look on your face? Why are you <laughs> yeah. here? That's my normal face. You've no. got that goofy looking grin. <laughs> I always have a goofy looking grin. Not all no, the time. I, no, I, I do have Aaron Rodgers now. Actually, so you've got that look on your face, like yeah. That was just my normal look. I didn't even know I was giving you a look. Well, if James and I say you were giving a look, you were giving a look. Well, my bad, my bad. But Uh, no, I I do have Aaron Rodgers like a
1: like a kid would get in the grocery store when he's trying to get a candy bar from the candy shelf without his parent. (laughs)
0: Right now, uh, Aaron Rodgers had one bad game this year. That's right. Oh yeah, and the man was he he seemed like he was on a mission, and he was. Oh, yeah. He was out to prove that, you know, you guys took a, a quarterback in the first round, seemingly, to maybe try and replace me. So, right. here, here we go. I'm going to show you that number one, you made the wrong decision to pick a quarterback while I'm still here. And then, we talked about this Tuesday. I understand what where James was saying, what With when they drafted him while Favre was still there, yeah. But for a team that's that that he's still playing at MVP caliber levels, then Brett Favre wasn't right. He was good, but he wasn't really ever considered much for MVP anymore. Right is up there every year. Oh yeah, And, and for and then obviously the. The end goal is to win the Super Bowl, and he made it to the NFC Championship. If his defense was a little bit better, they'd have made it to the Super Bowl. They, should, they shouldn't they have wasted that pick. I, I They did. I, I think they did. I well, think they did, too. They should have worked on something they needed for the first round. I mean, that that makes no sense. He would have been there in the third round, second, maybe third. So, like, the thing was, if, if
1: you remember correctly, the Jordan Love thing was picking up steam before draft night. And they were – all of a sudden, it, he was a first-round grade. And that – like, they – maybe were wasn't a first-round grade, but they were projecting him to go in the first round. Yeah. But and it's hard right. for me to say they waste the pick. I don't agree with the pick. But if they are trying to do what they did with Aaron Rodgers when he was under Brett Favre, I get it. Because Aaron Rodgers is not the youngest quarterback. They, they don't want to be – Caught in, in the dark when Aaron Rodgers retires, so well,
0: it, I, I,
1: yeah,
0: I think it is wasted because they they traded up to get him.
1: That's true. They and, did. And that part doesn't make sense. I don't know why they would trade up to get him. But
0: like like the Cardinals traded up to get Josh it, Rosen, and that was a wasted pick.
1: But true. if you look at the the, I'm not even going to bring up the playoff game because this, like I said, the awards that we're talking about today are a regular season award. Right. Mm. But if yeah, and I hate to go back to this because we talked about, I believe Tuesday, if you take away that touchdown to, from Brady to Miller right before halftime in that NFC championship game, the Packers win that championship game. That That late, that late score gave the pack, the Buccaneers momentum. And they gave them the lead going into half. And don't get me wrong. The Packers defense is what kept them close in that game in the second half. They got three interceptions against Tom Brady. The Packers 32. ultimately just couldn't score. Um they had to set up and whether you want to judge the call by uh the floor and and, that's, and the kicking a field goal instead of going for it, that's whatever. But I can also argue the fact that Aaron Rodgers could have walked in the end zone instead and of trying to yep. force a pass in the middle. So right. all that aside, Aaron Rodgers this year in the regular season was first in the league in passing touchdowns. He was tied for first to interceptions, and the only reason he was tied is because Joe Burrow got hurt and he didn't finish the year, unfortunately. So, right. And I think he was seventh in passing yards. So, the stats lined up. The, what you saw in the field obviously lined up. And he's doing it with you no, know, obviously he has playmakers. He still has Devonte Adams he's throwing to, and that's no need to. We can't downplay that because Devonte Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. But if you look at that's the true. rest of the co- the, the cast, it's it's not eye popping. They're, they're good, just, but they're not great players. They're therefore, players. they're good role players. Yeah,
0: yeah. I anybody who says otherwise, they've got to have a very. Good Strong argument of why Aaron Rodgers shouldn't, why the other guys should, but why Rodgers shouldn't win MVP. Well, very true. I think, think that's a nail on too.
1: the head, though, too. Well, I think the narrative of that changed in November because if you would have asked me who the MVP was after October, I would have sat here and say Russell Wilson.
0: Oh, no, but, oh, yeah. very
1: true. Yeah. But Russell Wilson kind of fell off a little bit in November and definitely December. And Aaron Rodgers stayed consistent and did what Aaron Rodgers does, and that's play really good football when it matters most, and that's the month of November and December. Um, But it is a shame that Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote. Like, I understand the voters only get one vote to use, and that's for first place, but in his whole career, career, Russell Wilson has played MVP-level football, and that's even when he doesn't have a whole lot to work with. I mean, but outside of Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson has not had a really good run game to go with. And outside of DK Metcalf, he does have Tyler Lockett, but that's not the number one receiver that you can rely on until he, like we would for a D Hop or a Ty Hilton or a Julio Jones when he was a little bit younger. He never has had that, and DK Metcalf is about to become that. But until then, he really hasn't had it. No,
0: yes. no I definitely agree. I agree. What's kind of held him back a little bit too is because he hasn't had the, the greatest supporting cast. Mm-hmm.
1: True, mm-hmm. but so. you can also say the same about Rodgers. I mean, he I mean there I mean he's had some decent. I mean he has better role players than what, what, Russell Wilson certainly has had sometimes in the past. But you look True. at a guy that they really haven't had a a amazing running game until. Uh, after Eddie Lacy's, the Eddie Lacey experiment. Um, right. And I think the running back now is Montgomery, right? I'm blank on the name every time, but I think it's Ty Montgomery. Huh?
0: I, th- I think so. Aaron Jones.
1: It's Aaron Jones. Ty Montgomery, oh. though, he was a running back for them at one point.
0: He was a receiver at one point. That and they preferred him to running back. Yes.
1: Okay. Thank you, Raceland. I was like, for some reason, Aaron Jones. Yeah.
0: Back, we were still in college when they did that. Well, you know. Because one, one of my former roommates is a Packers fan, and he told me how much that he he hated the fact that they were taking him off of the line as a receiver to move him to running back instead of trying to pick one up in free agency.
1: But it worked out. I mean, it wasn't like it was a bad move. But I think it
0: was a bad move, but it wasn't the greatest move. But I think not Aaron, really.
1: Aaron Jones is a good running back, but he's a smaller running back, and I think yeah. that really showed this year.
0: Oh, it did. But, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, you have to understand racing. The only numbers I remember from college was the Mick Pick Two, and uh,
0: <laughs> those were the days, man. Those, those were, were the days. Best meals we've ever had.
1: Well, we used to have each other's orders memorized? That's oh, jeez.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah Leave those it were- to you
0: two to turn football talk into food. <laughs>
1: well, well. Pat, I mean, unfortunately, oh. you were Pat, Unfortunately, you didn't know Rayson during the uh, Mick Pick Two days because. We would literally I'd go from class to McPick Two, come back and play video games and watch SportsCenter Center or wrestling on T V and then <laughs> to like eleven or clock, eleven o'clock or midnight.
0: Jeez, yeah. no, nope. Those were the days. Those yeah, were, ah, the, the days were the cold tacos.
1: I don't know, man. The cold tacos well, were for great. Me, but... I wasn't
0: well I wasn't there for the McPick two.
1: Yeah. Me and Raceland's uh beginning of the friendship was because of the McPick twos. And
0: uh, well, see, behind and the- Racelands is the, the cold taco at Eddie, the- right? The wrestling taco with NXT. Yeah, yeah, yep. Good times, good times. Yeah. So but now he's Mr. Grump.
1: Yeah, he is Mr. Grump.
0: <laughs> I am um-
1: so. Well, Raceland, you actually get your I wish this week, like- huh? Raceland, you get your wish this week. Um. I'm not cutting final thoughts this week, so you actually get to bring it up.
0: Fantastic. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's a miracle. Are we so gonna bring it up? Yeah, Raseline, you're gonna bring it up. Or... <laughs> <Don't>, no, <it's, laughs> my I've I, I you guys bring it in. I've I've got something going on right now. Oh
1: geez. Okay. Is it another Go ahead, cat- James, bring room? it in? Okay, well, Raceland's busy. Um, yeah, so we've been meaning to introduce this segment for the first couple shows, but obviously I kind of sidetracked Raceland. Um, it's a thing that we have to do at the end of the show. It's called our final thought. Um, and it's just – it can be anything random. It doesn't have to be necessarily anything we've talked about throughout the show. Um, or it can be a time to where if you just brought up a – thought of a point from earlier, you can bring it up now. Um but this is going to be the first edition, obviously, because, like I said, I sidetracked race in the last couple of weeks. Um, so since race having technical difficulties or cat difficulties or whatever it is over there, um, uh, in Raceland world, i in
0: race world. tried to FaceTime me like 40 times in a row.
1: Oh, you got to <laughs> love it. You got to love it. So just for that race, yeah. you're not going first. Um, <laughs> cat, go ahead. <laughs> <and you're laughs> we,
0: we, so the final thought, like Jim said, the final thought is something you've got to come up with pretty much now. I have nothing right now because it always gets cut out. So I don't have time to think about anything.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well then I'll, I'll give mine then. All right. Go Texan, for it. Texans organization. You need to get it together. You need to figure out what you want to do. It's atrocious. You're a laughingstock. You're terrible. Nobody wants to coach your team. I mean, you had to go in your own coaching staff to find a coach because nobody else wanted it for obvious reasons. They're not good and they're not looking good for the next three plus years. You need to get it together.
1: Yeah. So, another thing I forgot to add about the final thought is it's not really up for debate. So, all yeah, it's things,
0: not <laughs> a debating topic.
1: Yeah. It's not yep. really a, a topic to debate on. So, I, I apologize for not mentioning that earlier. But, yeah, I mean, Pat, I'm not, I think that's going to be a topic that's going to happen. It's going to be, Houston's going to be a topic for weeks to come. Um, so, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what unfolds in that, in that spectrum. Um, Rayson says, I know you're not prepared. I'm going to you.
0: Okay. Well, I actually am prepared. I'm, I'm glad well, you I did. I said I
1: went to you first then.
0: <laughs> so, wow. So, uh, Lance Zerline, uh, NFL draft analyst, put out his first mock draft today. He has the Bengals taking Kyle Pitts at number five. No. That's not going to happen. If they pass on an offensive lineman, whether it's Sewell or whether it's um, uh, the, the the kid from um, Northwestern, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. If they pass up on an offensive lineman, they're doing it wrong. They can get a tight end in, in free agency. They can get a tight end next year. They can get a tight end later in the draft. Not Kyle Pitts at five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not up for debate. So it's not up for debate. Will. He wants um, to do- I know he does. He's trying so hard to not debate. <laughs> well
1: And I'm not really gonna debate, but it's kind of a summary yeah. I I'm shocked that it's up that high. But Kyle Pitts is getting a lot of steam in, in the in the experts' eyes. Um but I agree with you, we so Well we'll discuss that when we actually can discuss it now. Um and the final thought, because that is an interesting topic, um, one that I'm sure we'll get into next week, especially when it's draft season. We're going in our own mock drafts or experts mock drafts. We have plenty of time to talk about it. So as, as bad as I want to say something, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Um,
0: give I know five. you do. I I know he wants to say something so bad. You just saw his face, man. Yeah.
1: No, I, yeah, I wanted to say something bad, but I have to uh, – See, when we used to – like, I I just got to stick with the rules. I got to learn how to go with the rules. Um, (laughs) So my final thought has – so this Saturday is kind of a big deal for me. Um, As we all know, the Hall of Fame votes have already been casted. It's been casted for a while now, but they've done a really good job of not letting leaks get out and not spoiling anything. Um, So typically we find out Saturday before the Super Bowl who's going to get in. as we all know, Tony Baselli. I'm a Jaguar fan, so Tony Baselli's on the in the finalist again, um, and this has to be the year. I mean, I I don't I don't feel good about it, but last year he should have got in. The year before he should have got in. So and that seems to be the narrative is, man, we he should have got in last year, but now we're talking about it again the year after that. And really, there's two locks, right? There's only really two locks in there, and it's Peyton Manning and and Charles Woodson. Those are your are your two locks in this year's class. Um so really like there's three positions. There's three spots open and there's some big names. I mean, Ronde Barber's up, Jared Allen's up, um Calvin Johnson, um, Reggie Clay Wayne,
0: Matthews.
1: Clay Matthews, Richard Seymour, but those are all great names. But Tony Baselli was the best at his position and the times he played. I mean, you can't really say that about Reggie Wayne. You can't really say that about Torrey Holt. You can't really say that about Calvin Johnson. I mean, as great as he was, I mean, you can argue he wasn't the best at his time. So, really, outside of Charles Woodson and Peyton Manning, you you have to put in Tony Baselli. You have to at this point. It's it's It should have happened two years earlier and I don't know why you guys are laughing, but it should have been.
0: I'm, not I'm not laughing at you. Because I'm, because I'm not not laughing, laughing at you. Look, I'm looking at my imaginary watch because you just keep going on and on and on and on. Well, on. it's a very sensitive subject for well, him. It, well, you guys have well, to understand to we, be as fair, a, he,
1: we as a Jaguars fan base don't have a Hall of Famer yet.
0: Right. They have none. They they literally have none. This is their big hope. <laughs> this
1: is an well, it's not even the hope but see in in as a jaguar fan we have the belief that the national media or the hall of famous are trying to downplay Jacksonville as a market team.
0: And Just you don't, don't say anything me, bad about them on Twitter. If you don't believe me when
1: Jacksonville got the number 1 pick look at the, all the Experts in quotations that say, "Well, they shouldn't get the pick." But oh yeah, the Colts can play Curtis Painter and get Andrew Luck. Um, or Randy Moss talking nonsense on ESPN, saying about Jacksonville's crime rate. What does that have to do with football? So we, as a as a fan base and, this, and and people that love the Jacksonville Jaguars, we do believe there's a stigma out there that they don't want us to be successful, and this is a slice of the the pie as. Per se, of hey, this guy it was he was great, but he's from Jacksonville. But we're not going to say that. So we're going to say he didn't play long enough. Well, you can say the thing same thing about Calvin Johnson. Now can you? So it, put Tony and Tony Baselli in right now.
0: I agree with the Calvin Johnson thing. If he can get in, so, so can Tony. Not for debate, but I, I I do agree. I can't debate it. So just finish it up. Well, um, <laughs> well, you,
1: even if you want to debate it, like you said, you can't. So, too bad, Raceland. Go be a grump somewhere else. But like that will do it for this episode of your favorite favorite football podcast. My goodness, I can speak. I promise. Um, I we can't wait to be with you next week. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl and recap it. Um, it's it's going to be a really good game. It's shaping up to be one of the most exciting Super Bowls from past years. Um, so we'll get into that and also. After the Super Bowl, you know what it means. It's free agency time and draft time. It's some of the most exciting times of the year for a lot of fans, and I'm sure we'll be starting to dive deep into those things and see what new storylines come about. I'm James, and that is Pat and Raceland. We'll see you next week on your favorite football podcast.